Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Sports Day for Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Our next guest is one of the leading player managers in Australian cricket. He looks after Adam Zampa, Josh Inglis, Cam Bancroft, and Glenn Maxwell, among others. His name is Ben Tippett from Entourage Sports Management. Ben, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks for having me, Tom. So you look after a number of players, but clearly the most high profile at the moment is Glenn Maxwell. What an amazing World Cup yeah. he he had. Uh, can you give us an update on his forearm? How's he going? Yeah, he's he's going really well. Um, obviously, it was a grade two strain has been reported in the media. Um, so I, I guess really lucky with the the break for this test match that he only misses one game. So a couple of week injury, but um, just when he did it, means he only misses one, which is excellent news for everyone. Hey, how popular is Maxi all around the world? And how many offers get fielded to you in terms of sponsorship, endorsements and stuff that come from India, England, anywhere uh, internationally with Maxi? He's certainly hot property at the moment um, on the back of everything he did in the World Cup. So so plenty. The, the phone's been ringing off the hook. Um, the tough thing with the cricket players is just managing their time. Um, so Maxi, like everyone wants a piece of Maxi right now and... Um, they want to see him in in person and want him to do appearances and you know shoots and all of that stuff and they just don't have a lot of time at home. He's, he's on the road with the big bash. Then um, you look at next year, we go to you know the Australian team go to the West Indies series and then to New Zealand and then there's the IPL and uh, we're into the T20 World Cup. So it's it's really hard to find out those windows to um, sort of give everyone what they need. But um, yeah, look, he's, he's he grew something like a million followers um, on the back of that 200 um, on social media. So uh, he's up to about 13 million followers across all platforms right now. And a lot of those are in India, probably 85% in India. So uh, Bangladesh love him as well. He's, he's certainly a popular man around the world. So what does he demand per Instagram post these days? <laughs> we don't do one-off posts, mate. We do extended partnerships. So, uh, but, but look, like it's... It's really good with Maxi. If you look at his social media, he's not a guy who wants to sell out. And, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to, to people that do charge. Maxi is very, very genuine. Like, everything on there is cricket content, golf content, and then the occasional partnership in a brand that he really believes in. So um, that's what we're more about. He's sort of at that point in his career where he just wants to have, have fun with the things that he does. And I love that. It's, it's really, really genuine. How did you meet Glenn Maxwell and become his manager? Are you a Fitzroy Oncaster player as well? <laughs> no, obviously based in Adelaide, yeah. as you know. But um, 
Uh, it goes back a long time. First, first time I met Maxi was I was the team manager of the Renegades for the first five years of the Big Bash, um, and we had a very young, very hairy, very talented Glenn Maxwell uh, <laughs> playing for the Renegades in BBL One. So that was when we first met. And how did you become his manager from there? Because that's a fair step up. <laughs> it is. I wasn't a player manager at that time. Um, look, a bit of a story. I, I changed companies. Um, Tony Connolly was Glenn's former manager who um, passed away. And I came across to Entourage to, I guess, take over the reins. And because I had a long-standing relationship with Glenn, he was he was good enough to stay on board. So uh, we started knowing each other for a long time, but a bit of a different one with him. So Max is your cash cow. We've established that by now. Let's get on to some of these these other players. Uh, Cam Bancroft, he's uh, he's one of your boys. He's much uh, has been spoken about on this station and all around Australia uh, when it comes to yep. the next Australian opening position when David Warner retires. Uh, what have the discussions with him been like? How does he feel about that situation? Yeah, look, obviously... Ever since what happened um, back in South Africa, he's just wanted to play test cricket again. He's been been through a massive journey um, of self-improvement and, um, you know, making himself better as a cricketer. Um, So he's one of the hardest working guys around. He'll leave no stone unturned. uh, He's churned out the runs the last couple of years, but he also doesn't let it shape his personality or his identity. It's it's something that he does really want, but it doesn't define him. Um, and that's a, a real change in, in Cam over the last few years, which is which is really great. It shows growth. So, um, look, <laughs> he's done everything he can in terms of runs on the board in Shield cricket. Uh, would have been nice to get 100 in the PM11 game, but he got a nice 50 there. So, um, playing for a new team, the Sydney Thunder, hopefully he can keep banging on the door with with the currency of runs there. Uh, and playing with David Warner as well at the Sydney Thunder. So without wanting to you know, bring up too much old ground, that's significant in itself, yep. isn't it? The fact that Warner and Bancroft in January will be potentially opening the batting with each other. Yeah, obviously it'll be interesting to see what happens there. As, as you mentioned, if Cam goes in, it, it might just be a straight swap. But yeah. you know, from, from Cam's point of view, it's something we talked about um, when we were going through the process. He did have a number of clubs interested um, and he's just moved on from that. He's he's really got no issue, no no beef with anyone. He just wants to play cricket, and um, the Thunder have been really really supportive of that. And it was something that that we flagged to make sure there was no issue. And you know, all the feedback we've had is that everyone's okay with it. So um, you know, certainly from our our end, there's absolutely no problem. And um, Great. It'd be great to see them batting together and, and hopefully making some runs for the Thunder at the back end of the BBL. Do you think there'll be any problem from David Warner's end? Uh, he's a combative character. I, I don't know what David Warner's thinking at all, but clearly he would have had to think that through as well before the Sydney Thunder went and got Cam Bancroft. Yeah, look, I, I can't comment because I, I don't know um, what, what goes through Dave's mind. Uh, all reports, as I said, I tried to flag that early and everything yeah. I've got back from the Thunder was that there's, there's no issues. I know Trevor Bayless was going to talk to Dave about about that and um, there, there was no issue there. So, um, you know, if things change, uh, I can't control that. Cam can't control that. Yeah. Um, hopefully Cam's playing test cricket by then. But, look, I know Dave's a busy guy. Um, how much Big Bash he'll play, you know, that that's up to him and the Thunder. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see on that front. Uh, a couple of your other boys that you look after, Coulton Isle and Billy Stanlake. Can you give us an update on, on those two and their injuries? 
<laughs> yeah, Colts, Colts was about a three-week thing. I, I think, you know, it's not his first calf, so maybe a, the old man injury of, of a calf um, sort of hit him early in that first game there. So uh, about a three-week thing. Billy's Billy's up and running. I'm so excited, excited to see Billy Stanlake playing cricket again. It's been a, a really long comeback for him and um, something they've taken a lot of care with, but... Um, he's ready to go, and uh, unfortunately, Riley Meredith went down last game, as we saw. So um, I think Billy's primed and ready to go for the next one. So um, as we know, you've got a bloke who's 200 centimetres who can bowl 150 k's and swing the ball. It's it can be quite a dangerous package when he's at his best. So um, I really can't wait to see him play cricket again. Ben, take us into the life of a player manager for cricketers, because all year yeah. on this station we talk to player managers. Um, of footballers. But we had yep. the SEN Christmas party a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to Liam Pickering, who manages um, quite a few cricketers, and, and he was saying that he goes yep. and watches a lot of underage state cricket. He's sitting there all day, saying, yeah, this kid can bat, this kid's nah, he's probably not quite up to it. How much junior cricket do you watch and um, what's the ratio between recruiting talented young kids and supporting your current client, clients? That's, it's a really good question. I think you've always got to have an eye to the future. Um, for me, I've got a pretty full list right now, which is a great position to be in, but I've got to also future-proof the company, what happens when a Glenn Maxwell retires or an Adam Zampa finishes up. Um, so I've sort of got to look five years ahead, I guess. Um, it is really interesting. I think for me, it's, it's really important, as with the footy agents, to have great relationships with the talent managers. Um, like the guys in each state are the ones that make the calls. It, it's sort of... I like to do a lot of research on people's personality and, and where they come from because if they're a good person, I feel like, and a hard worker, I feel like they're going to do really well. And then if they've got the endorsement from those talent managers, that's a really good package for me. So it doesn't really matter who I think is a good player or not. It's, it's more those other elements um, for, for me that are the most important things. So um, it's definitely a balance. Cricket's all around the world now. Um, I guess one difference is an AFL contract or an AFL player has one contract, whereas Glenn Maxwell might have five different contracts yeah. in a year with yeah. different franchises. So there's a lot going through your head. There's a lot of paperwork just to get someone overseas to be allowed to play in another co uh, competition. So um, yeah, it's it's nonstop. It's 24/7, and um, as you know, Christmas goes through. Uh, sorry, cricket goes through the Christmas break, so we definitely get don't get time off this time of year. Another guy you mentioned just previously there was Adam Zampa, who had an unbelievable World Cup. I mean, already uh, features in the IPL. Uh, when the when it comes time to do an IPL auction contract, how long do those negotiations begin before the IPL, and and how much has his dollar value improved after having a huge World Cup in India? Uh, it, it actually hasn't, unfortunately, because he, he got retained by Radstown Royal, so he's on the same contract that he was last year. Um, it'd, be, yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. You don't get a lot of negotiation in, in IPL deals, unfortunately. Um, hopefully that'll change with everyone talking about these 12-month contracts and, and what the cricket landscape could look like in a couple of years. But um, essentially, like the skill of an auction is trying to set a reserve price. It's, it's kind of like buying a house, setting a reserve price that you know people want um, and, and get as many interested buyers as possible. And then there's a bit of luck on auction night. Like, it depends when someone comes out of, of the hat as to, um, 
you know, if there's a need for one spinner and you've got three teams interested, if you're the first spinner out, then you're likely to go for a bomb. But if you're second or third on the list, you might go for a lot less because other teams have spent their money. So it's a bit of calculated planning at what you set your reserve price at and then also um, making sure you have those contacts with teams in the background to to know who's interested and, and getting as many of them interested as possible. And then you just need that final bit of luck as well for it to go your way. And a lot of money comes your way if you get it right, I imagine, as well, because it's such a lucrative competition and there's so many franchise leagues around the world that have so much money now as well, which can be quite exciting, but also quite daunting, I imagine. Um, speaking of around the world, Ben, I know you're based in humble Adelaide. I enjoy Adelaide. I think it's a lovely little city. My mate Beautiful lives, place. My, la- my mate lives in Unley. I've been to Glenelg before. I enjoy the wine, but... Are you looking to expand globally? Are you looking to go and get some players from New Zealand or England or other parts of the world to bring into your stable at Entourage? Um, that's a very good question. Always looking to expand. Um, I do a lot of work in England at the moment, so I'm accredited over in the UK, and that, that's definitely a big market. Um, I think I'm really interested in working with other people, so it probably wouldn't be myself to, to do that. I'd, I'd engage someone um, in some of those markets to... So I guess bring on under our banner and certainly had some chats with people in England um, who I work with quite closely and then uh, South Africa and New Zealand as well. So um, it's always an eye to the future there. Tell us about Catch Max. What's this all about? Catch Max. (laughs) Catch Max, yes. Catch Max will be launching in Australia next week. So it's something very excited about. Um, I guess... A bit of a, to give people an understanding of what it is, probably go back to the Nick Curios Only fans thing that. Um, oi, 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 oi. This is a G rated G-rated program, please, Ben. <laughs> yes, no, no, no. It's, it's interesting that that platform and, and Nick's gone that way. And I guess your first reaction is exactly why I created Catchback. It's sort of the, the business model of, of OnlyFans is something that I think athletes can do quite well out of, but the the stigma behind it, gauging your reaction before, is exactly what I didn't want someone like a Glenn Maxwell or, a, or an Adam Zampa to go through. So yeah. what we've gone about doing is creating our own platform that is similar but a little bit more. So OnlyFans has, I guess, content that is behind a paywall um, and exclusive content. We're providing that with CatchMax, but we're also providing a different avenue for Maxi's sponsors to engage with his fans um, and, and a way for fans to engage with Maxi like they never have before. So we've had things like Zoom chats where guys can come on and um, guys and girls can come on and, and talk to Maxi and ask direct questions, almost like we're doing now. Um, and then we've got lots of competitions where we're giving away signed memorabilia and um, you know, one-on-one meet and greets with him um, virtually and digitally, things like that. So it's, it's essentially a, a digital platform to bring the fan experience closer to the player. Um, and then we've got some really cool prizes coming up during uh, the big bash with the Melbourne Stars. I can't quite announce the biggest one just yet, Tom, but Oof. I'll let you know that in a couple of weeks. Um, really, really exciting. Um, and then I guess the other thing we're doing is, is now have the ability to um, commercialise moments that the athletes sort of achieve and achievements. So throughout the Catch Max experience, whenever Maxi hits a six people that are members of the club are going to be able to get something. So you'll get a pop-up notification on your phone if you're a member. 
that you might have won a free Coke and you'll be able to go and scan that and get your free Coke. So it's almost like that betting mentality where you're, you're engaged. We call it an immersive experience where you're engaged in what the player is doing on the field um, and you get something when they do well. Well, the way Maxie's been hitting him, there should be uh, coke flowing everywhere. So he's in pretty good form. Uh, last one from me before we let you go. What's the second most important thing a player wants from a contract? Obviously, the first is cash. The second most? Probably length. length. Um, the security, I think, is, is really, really important. One thing we try and do is, is make sure you're, you're in the system for as long as possible and you're you've got that security so you can budget for it. You can pay your mortgage, you can buy your your next house if you want to do that um, and support your family for as long a period of time. Ben, really appreciate your time. Uh, You're very generous. You can get back to uh, doing whatever you need to do with your Thursday night now and we'll uh, speak to you again soon. And good luck with Catch Max. I'll be keeping a close eye on it. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Adam. Always good to chat.